0: Heck, your kids will think you're unfair. Your spouse might think you're you're unfair. We're gonna be unfair in other people's minds at some points in time in our life. We simply will. That's going. If you make it out of here without that, um, I want to know the secret. Just entered, the leadership gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I am glad you are here today. We're, we're talking about a pretty big subject uh, today, and in an effort to help us make some choices about how we lead teams of people well, we are diving into the concept of fairness, and that's what we're going to dig into here. I have to first say, it's been pretty crazy. We uh, we launched the Leadership Gym just yesterday so we've got all the fun and challenge and excitement around new sites uh, with lots of moving parts and how they work so uh, it is awesome to to have something like that to tackle during the day it's good to set expectations about hey this is new we're going to learn from it grow from it uh, evolve as we do and, and also get amazing through the process of it so i'm pretty excited about all of that and it's uh, it's just been pretty cool. If you haven't checked us out at leadershipgym.com, please go and take a look and see if there are tools and resources there that are gonna be beneficial to you as you continue to do great work leading yourself and others. Okay, back to fairness and specifically fairness in the workplace is what we're talking about today. But let's be clear, in reality, Fairness is a human thing. It's not just a workplace thing. It's just a people thing. <laughs> we all think about fairness, and and we all react to it, and we all have our own picture of what fair means and fair doesn't. And the challenge with fairness in the workplace, as with so many things associated with us humans, is that it depends on perspective. And therefore, even when we think we do it well as leaders, even when our intentions are at their very best, I intend to show up and be fair to everyone on my team, other people can still think in their mind we're horrible at it. It is amazing to me the amount of distance between people's intentions and how they're judged sometimes on things like fairness. I've watched really good leaders do things that were what they believed to be in everyone's best interest. And I've seen people on their team react to it as if it is completely unfair. And, and this is a challenge as a leader. People are going to judge you really harshly sometimes and without knowing what your intentions are. And so they will assume them based on your actions. And, and the expectations are really high as well. So let's go through this. First, let's address why we even care. Why do we care that other people on our team might think we are unfair as a boss or a leader? That's gonna happen and, and so what? There are other possible avenues to take here. They can go find another place to work, or they can just get over it. And and these things can happen, right? Maybe they will find another place to work. Maybe they will get over it. But along the way, when they perceive us as an unfair leader, they also do two things. They disengage, and that means their work is less valuable. They are less putting less effort into it. They are producing less. They are supporting the growth of the team and the business and even themselves less. So they do that when they think things are unfair. And they also recruit others to their cause. If I feel something is unfair, it is a natural human condition that my goal begins to be to gather support for my beliefs in an effort to feel that I'm being fair. So if a lot of people agree with me then that means I'm correct and my judgment is fair because we're compelled by both as humans. We don't want to be perceived or thought of or regarded as unfair and so we'll defend that position. And we also pay attention very closely to others and judge their level of fairness. So if I'm being unfair to another person by judging them harshly, well, my brain doesn't like the cognitive dissonance associated with that, with me being a complete hypocrite by calling you unfair if you really weren't. So I work to remedy that by getting other people to agree with me. Therefore, it means I'm more correct. Somewhere along the line, we as people decided that if we can get enough other people to agree with us, well, then clearly we were right. Despite the fact that there are far too many instances of large groups of people being completely wrong at the same time. We can certainly find that in nature. And yet, we still believe if, if other people will agree with me, then I am more correct than if I was alone in this thought it's not true by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody thought the world was flat until somebody thought it wasn't. Research actually tells us that humans value social support more than they do finding the truth. And so if others agree with us, truth is irrelevant. As it relates to fairness, what it means, though, is that even if we believe it's okay for people to think that we are unfair at times, and we can easily call that a them problem, which is an easy place to be, right? Hey, that's their issue if they don't think I'm fair. That's their problem. That's a, that's a them thing. It's actually not just a them thing at all. It's an us thing because when people believe we have been unfair, if we're in leadership or if we're doing leadership even if we believe that we can absolutely prove them wrong and we are the true keeper of our intentions, it still hurts the team. It creates rifts. It removes focus from goals. It decreases efficiency. It causes people not to think about being at their best, but more about whether or not we as a leader are at our best. It simply gets in the way of helping a group of people achieve more than they could have without us. Achieve more of what they want. Achieve more of what success means, what the business needs, and what you as a leader would like to have impact on. As a leader, we simply cannot achieve any reasonable definition of success if we have people on our team that believe we have treated them unfairly. Now, certainly there's degrees here. There could be this one thing that they thought was unfair, but in general, they think we're very fair. It's not a black or white issue, but if we start to build any kind of a track record of being unfair, then it becomes a pretty absolute thing. So there are two things to think about here. One is how to operate so that we reduce the chances of it happening that people think we're unfair, and two is how to deal with people when we've landed in that place, when they do believe we're unfair. And let me just assure you, if I can, that it will happen. I don't care how good you are, somebody is gonna think you are an unfair leader at some point in time. Heck, your kids will think you're unfair. Your spouse might think you're, you're unfair. We're going to be unfair in other people's minds at some points in time in our life. We simply will. That's going. If you make it out of here without that, um, I want to know the secret. because <laughs> I promise you, I do things on a daily basis that people, if they misread my intentions or if they assumed my intentions or if I wasn't clear about them or sometimes if I was just having a lousy day... I did things that may have appeared uh, more focused on me than them, not necessarily fair to them. So it's going to happen. And saying people should never think I'm unfair to them is a lot like saying they should never think I'm unattractive, or they should never think I'm smart, or they should never think I'm helpful, or they should never think I'm incorrect. These are all just simply their opinions on us. It's a perception based on their lens, their beliefs, their history, their experiences, and all the things that have happened to them in the past. Sometimes you being unfair is actually more about them than it is about you. So in that regard, it is a them problem, but because you're a leader, it's, a, it's an us problem right? It's a you problem too. They had expectations that were different than how you showed up. That doesn't mean that their expectations were correct. It simply means that you showed up in a way that were different from the ones they had. They had those expectations based on how they believe other people should act toward them. And we can't possibly know all of the things that are part of that lens they view us through. And that's why leadership is never about trying to be all things to all people. That's not what we're saying here. It is, however, about trying to do things that often support most of the people who might be on the team in a way that most people believe to be fair. That's all we get. We're, we're not going to get perfect here. It's okay to realize that sometimes it's going to happen and that we can't always help it because it's about other people's sets of beliefs and expectations. It also means that we can't just disregard their thoughts around it because it still will tear the team apart. It's a tough spot for us as leaders to be in. That's why when we decide to wade into a conversation about fairness like this, there's some moving parts in here that may compete with each other, and it's it's a pretty narrow ledge we have to walk here, but we have to walk it. If I'm going to build a set of processes as a leader where I believe that that myself and the people I lead have our best shot at being successful and accomplishing more of what they want, that's as close as I get. I now have a set of tools that I've built with their best interests at heart and my best future as a leader at heart, and and I will keep adapting those and changing them as I need to as I get feedback. It will never be perfect or foolproof or universal, but it will be good if we approach it that way. And it will have the most impact if we can build that system for ourselves. And so when it comes to stuff like fairness, we can know that fairness is often more about them and also that it's not always our fault and still do a set of things, have a set of behaviors that help us appear fair to most of the people most of the time. And oh, by the way, appear to ourselves as fair too. The first thing that we want to do to be as fair as we can is increase transparency. People most often judge what they can't verify, and they make assumptions about things they do not know. We simply want to decrease the number of things that they do not know by decreasing the number of things that we're not transparent about. That way we can do our best to reduce the pool of possible areas for judgment and assumption. Remember, we're never gonna eliminate this, but based on the damage perceived unfairness does to a team or a business, it's very much worth the effort to minimize it. So let's look at some kind of real world examples. Uh, During challenging times, like the ones that we're living in maybe, companies have to make very difficult choices about how they reduce the size of their workforce in order to survive. And most organizations, big and small, have wrestled with this, especially now. How we make and communicate a decision like that is just as critical as the decision we make. And here's where it does get real world, because I've worked with, seen, been part of, been associated with, supported businesses and leaders going through this kind of challenge and there are some who have have said hey we simply announced the changes with some sentences in there about how we regret having to do this and it's unfortunate but we just announced it pulled off the band-aid and moved on I've seen some businesses share a little more about how they're going to support the people that are laid off and how they clearly wrestled with a tough decision and then I have seen businesses who went above and beyond discussing with complete transparency the options they considered, the level of reductions needed for survival in their best analysis, the way they went about the restructuring process, the guiding principles that they used, the vision about how they would use this situation to build a foundation for future growth, and the support tools that would be in place to help those affected. They put a personal face on the conversation by using video or by doing video calls, and each affected person was contacted directly to share the news and offer support. Now, if you think about these three kinds of situations, maybe on the scale of transparency, which ones do you believe will be perceived as more fair? And keep this in mind, the decisions themselves could be exactly the same in terms of the scope and the process and the timing. But one leaves room for lots of assumptions about how people were chosen, what other options they could have taken, who made those decisions, who made those calls, what was their motivation, was it self-motivated, what intentions drove the decision in the first place. Most of the time, the unfairness in leadership gets perceived in the how not the what. I know a smaller business that recently changed some of its overtime policies. Policies. As they worked through the how, they considered this reality about unfairness that we're talking about right here. They called a video meeting to discuss the options, take feedback, and share their business challenges with the team. There were certainly people who would make less money due to the, this policy change. They were going to go home with less in their pocket. But most of the feedback that they got in that meeting was around, thank you for sharing this and letting us discuss it with you. Thank you for listening to our thoughts and concerns about this. How much do you think that effort, having the meeting, being open to feedback, and being as transparent as possible, saved them in terms of team engagement, team focus, and team effort? What do you think the monetary value of that meeting might have been? I like to think, and in my experience I believe this, that it saved them far more money than it cost them to have it but by spending that time saying, guys, here's what we're dealing with. Here's the challenges we're up against. Here's one way that we think we might be able to solve them and still keep all of us here and still keep our best future in 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 line still keep it at the forefront of what we get to accomplish together this is what we're thinking what feedback and thoughts do you have as as we try to figure this out and go do this you know and it's okay to to make the same decision this is not about making clearly unfair decisions and then going through a dog and pony show It is still about making the most fair decisions we can with our best judgment, but then helping others understand the process, the challenges, and the details in ways that will allow them to see all of that too. This is not about being transparent just because things like transparency and authenticity are leadership buzzwords right now. We do things because they are on a path to a definition of success that we have for ourselves as leaders and also because they help the team become more successful. Not because we are chasing an abstract definition of leadership that someone else thought we should. If you find yourself doing that, try to work away from it. That That can mean we never really develop any consistent habits or spend enough time on the things we think might work. And we don't spend enough time on the things we need to think about more deeply for ourselves we just start chasing oh it's authenticity that's what i got to do oh it's transparency that's what i got to do no we're going to build a processes that that help us do things that we believe are right and also demonstrate uh, our our ability to go do that. We're going to show our work in these kinds of situations because we know it decreases the chance that people make things up about us, make assumptions, or lob us into the unfair category because they didn't like it. Okay, now, the reality is that even if we did all of this and there are people out there that think we are unfair, or maybe if we didn't do all of this and there's people out there on our team that think we are unfair... Be prepared for the fact that you probably won't hear it. They tend to keep those kinds of things away from us, even if they're busy telling others why they believe we have been unfair. They're typically not going to step into our office and say, hey, I'd love to talk about this. I really think this was an unfair decision on your part, and I hope that we can discuss it. That generally doesn't happen. There feels like tons of risk and discomfort in that, and so people tend to not do it. So there's a couple of other things to keep in mind that are helpful. One, if you don't have regular meetings with those on your team, schedule them. And more importantly, prepare questions that you might use to help you understand how they are feeling about these kinds of things. Every time you ask someone how things are going, they will answer with fine or good or whatever they normally say when people ask them how things are going if you ask on the other hand hey tell me three things that you're most happy about as part of being on this team and three things that you were that you wish were different about me or uh, or us or the team or the workplace you might get more information in a question like that and you might get a chance to address some real issues that they have if they exist many of us as leaders don't ask questions like this because, one, it's easier not to know that stuff. It really is simpler if people just don't give us feedback. I mean, it makes our day much less stressful and easier in a lot of ways. Ultimately, it also keeps us from being the leader we want to become, depending on what our definition of success is. But it's not always nice for us. The other reason that we don't ask them is just because of habit. We didn't prepare to ask them. We didn't think about how do I get this kind of information from my team. We just told them they should be honest with us and assumed that they were, which is no different than them assuming that we were purely self-centered in that set of decisions we made could be wrong, right? Okay, so let's say that someone does say, hey, I thought when you did this, after we asked this question, right? It wasn't fair. We're going to once again have a set of questions ready for that individual. If somebody says that to us, that help us learn and respond, not react. So we're going to be prepared. We're going to ask deep questions to get feedback. Then we're going to be prepared with the right set of questions to explore the feedback. That way we don't react to it. So we're going to say, hey, tell me more about that. How did that come across? What could we do differently next time? What would have made that feel more fair to the people on the team? I would love some more of your thoughts on this. It may be difficult or challenging or stressful or upsetting to hear those thoughts but since we've already prepared these questions ahead of time we still get to go ahead and use them I know what I'm gonna do in that situation we'll talk more about that whole process on other podcasts but in this situation all I want to do is listen Understand and then say something like, hey, thank you for sharing that with me. I worked really hard to make the best decision for everyone involved. And you helped me understand that there are some things I can do differently next time. I am not promising to go change everything. I'm not putting this whole thing on my back and carrying it around. I am going to thank them for their feedback and let them know that it matters to me and and let them know that I'm going to consider it as we make choices in the future. Now, if there are things you discover in this conversation that you agree with were unfair, you look at it and go, wow, that really was unfair, given everything you know about the situation, this is a great opportunity to say to the team, I think I could have made a better call here. And so I'm going to do some more work, or we're going to pull together and do some more work, and we're going to update that decision. If you believe you made the best decision possible, but the how you delivered and implemented it needs work, then commit to doing that differently next time. And even involve that some of the team members in the process, if possible, to create even more transparency. It's important that we don't get into an argument about why it was or wasn't fair, or try to convince them that we were fair, despite their beliefs that we weren't. It's fine to walk through all of what you thought about making the decision and be fully in agreement that you could have shared that more completely or effectively initially so people could know about it. In the rare case where someone is convinced we are an unfair leader and this is an unfair place, we've done our best at all of these things, but they still believe that, then we need to have a challenging conversation about what they want to do next, given those set of beliefs. It may not be the best place for them to be anymore. And if they have gotten to a place where they are so convinced that this is an unfair place to work, then how are they ever gonna be successful here? They probably can't. And certainly they're gonna be divisive here. But we need to make sure that we as a leader have done all of these things that we believe will help us create a culture of fairness In in, along the way, rather than just dismiss people that think we're unfair initially and say, hey, you got to work somewhere else then, that will cause our entire team to erode if everybody who thinks we're unfair has to go get another job. And secondly, no one will ever tell us again that they think we're unfair, despite the fact that they're disengaged in telling others, if the end result of that is, well, if you think I'm unfair, you need to leave. Fairness to people on your team is important, and there are times that they may completely disagree with the decision you make, but often they can still understand that we did our best to make it fairly, and that's okay. The way to engage people and increase the results they create for themselves and the success they get for our team or our business is to do this work around creating a world that seems fair to people. Our job as leaders is to be fair, but also to create a culture of fairness. We have to care about both and we have to build habits that help us do both in spite of the challenges associated with that. This ultimately helps us achieve our own definition of success as a leader, helps us get the kind of results that we expect to with and in connection with a group of people that we lead. This is part of our opportunity and part of our responsibility is to create a world where it's fair for people to come to work, where they feel good about the environment they're in, the work they do, and the leader they do it with. All opportunities for us as we go forward this week. Now, go make a difference, and I will see you again next week.